Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in the front of the Ranger. He's actually climbing up right now. He just tripped. You hear that? There. Now he's in the front of the Ranger. I'm here. He's here. And uh, we got Todd Young on speakerphone. And uh, like always, brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like us there, follow us, do whatever you got to do for each arm of social media should you want to stay updated. And uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products, we make jerk baits in the Raptors, glide baits in the Stingers, swim baits with our swimmer series. Uh, we have rod holders, slanted, the straights. They use the down east rod holder. We make the base, they're tippable. We did that on purpose. It is not a oversight as uh we have seen people claim but it is designed that way on purpose to tip uh we also have project x the me uh, mechanical rod holder that will oscillate the rod on a timer and there's some stuff floating around there's not a lot of videos that we've done but we've done some stuff it's floating around the internet check it out um brought to you by saint croix rods Best on earth. You know, I've also, you know, St. Croix, I think they make like little legend tournament ice fishing rods. Really? They do. I don't know why, but I feel as though I yeah. have to have them. <laughs> if you go ice fishing. I go ice fishing. I used to go ice fishing a lot. And, but we have to have good ice. And, and it's not always a given that we have good ice here where we're at in Pennsylvania. But I feel as though I deserve a legend tournament ice fishing rod you need it however i'm trying to see if i can see it in the pole barn here to show vance my ice fishing equipment and i think two of the three ice fishing rods i have their tips are broken due to not being not 300 rods i don't think they're 300 bucks i think they're like 80 bucks mm. but just the fact that i don't really take care of my ice fishing equipment yeah. i probably should not have high-end rods yeah but there's something about that blue rod that just really makes you feel good inside i don't know why i had a, a, a like a crappy rod little hey some people don't yeah. even have rods i know well i had a i had a, like an ultralight okay that i would go stream fishing with uh i had bought it and I took it on like two trips, put it in the back of my truck, mm -hmm. and uh, proceeded to break the tip. Okay. I, uh, no, this is like 10 years ago. I, uh, I don't know. I sent, I sent, uh, you know, a letter to, to St. Croix. Okay. Saying that it just had a real nasty snag. Okay. Extremely nasty snag and broke it, which made no sense because I mean, you, if you put pressure on those things, they would bow back to you. There, there really was no breakage on a snag with those things. I broke it in my truck, sent it in, got it fixed for for nothing. Put it back in my truck, same place. Oh my gosh, it happened again. Broke it again. <laughs> <laughs> sent the. I, I think I sent the same letter. <laughs> Maybe whited out the date and uh, got it back. <laughs> I have, have since lost the rod. Like it, I, have, I have no idea where it is now. 
Hey, thanks for your effort, but it meant so little to me. I don't even know where it's at. I don't even know where it's at. I have no idea where it is. And you have now moved from that place. I've moved, like, I've asked everybody. I'm like, hey, uh, Mom, do you remember, like, uh, when I moved, uh, like, a rod? Like, you have a thousand of them. I'm like, yeah, that's not... Okay, so the answer is no. You don't know what this one in particular is. I have no idea where it is. Well, I, I guess I'll go on a little rod story tangent here. And this was not St. Croix rods. In fact, I, I'll give out the, the name. I'm going to give out the person who, who, who did this. And I'm not saying it was right, wrong, or indifferent. But it's the story. So I'm don't shoot the messenger here. Gotcha. <clears throat> Luke, the, the guy that I helped make the Raging Ape snowmobile, mm-hmm. if, you, if you recall from prior podcasts... He, at one point, he was getting big into fishing, probably because I was kind of big into fishing at that time. And he was buying a lot of the Gander Mountain Guide Series rods, which I don't know who was making them at that time, but they all have some kind of a warranty. Mm. And I have a feeling that the warranty was pretty stellar because there were times he, he didn't have a lot of money. So, but he would buy these Guide Series rods and... It seemed like when he's like, yeah, this rod's nice, but I re- it was in there the other day. I really like this rod better. There were times I would see him in my parents' driveway putting the rod in the door of his car and slamming it. No way. And this one time, it took like four attempts to, to snap the rod tip. Mm. And finally, he understood... He's like, it's just not breaking. It's like that ugly stick commercial. Mm -hmm. And then he got this bright idea. I'm watching him. I'm like, this is interesting. (laughs) He finally had to get it to where the door would latch. You know, like the lock latch. Mm -hmm. He had to like hold it there. And he slammed it. And finally the tip blew off. (laughs) And then he goes in there. And now he's telling me the story. He's like, hey, I broke this setting the hook. Now, apparently, he wasn't the only person doing this because they're like, we're getting the manager. We've been seeing a lot of this lately. Really? And he's one of these people that will yell louder than everyone and cause a scene to get Mm -hmm. what he wants. Mm -hmm. Well, the manager goes, there is no way you broke that setting the hook. Yeah. Because it's like in three pieces. (laughs) (laughs) He went on this tirade of something to the effect of, listen, this is has your name on it. I fish all these places, <laughs> toting this rod around. Big big guy. <clears throat> just hyping this up. Yeah. And it's just, they're like, no, we're not replacing this. It's obvious you broke it. Well, he, I guess he caused enough ruckus. They ended up saying, okay, you can switch this rod over to the same rod. And he goes, no, I'm getting this one over here. The nicer one. The, 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 whatever. Like if it was like a 7.6 versus a 7. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, never again will we honor this for you. Yeah. Come to find out, he was probably the reason. Because he had probably done that three times, yeah. four times prior. Oh, my God. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't ever know what happened to those rods of his, but that was 
that was the story there is someone abusing a warranty. Yeah. I wonder if I could abuse a warranty. Uh, and we love St. Croix. They're yeah. fantastic. They are great for Todd and I in the guide business and whatnot. But I wonder if I just sent them a, uh, a letter that said lost replace oh my gosh they would send me a new one yeah i you know i had that bundle of legend elite musky rods oh i just God. don't know where it went oh Maybe yeah where they yeah. went okay so we we've heard maybe that. stolen at walmart oh yeah where, where there's no surveillance cameras no if anybody knows that reference they'll laugh but that that is a, a reference that is at least four years old yeah <laughs> yeah yeah maybe five but not naming funny. names but um Walmart, okay, man. St. Croix rods. Anyone else got a story about rods? <laughs> we went off on a tangent there. But that's all right. Yeah. We hit St. Croix. Okay. Boss Shed. We're going to go to Boss Shed now. Vance is literally next to the danger zone. I have a heap of Boss Shads in packaging. They, uh, they're a nice color. That, that color reminds me a lot of Mud Puppy. Favorite <clears throat> color. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that uh, it created that. And Todd and I made it famous. That's right. You guys did make it famous. Uh-huh. Do you know who really made it famous? Mitch. God rest his soul. Yeah. God rest Mitch. <laughs> I saw his picture today. He did? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that time you went to Disney oh, on the roller coaster, yeah. took a picture of you and Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I, you know, we're, Vance and I are working on the websites a little bit, and I, uh, I was pulling up some old pictures that were, you know, some people that did some write-ups about us or uh, times they were in Muskie Hunter, and I saw, I saw Mitch. Poor guy. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, that's it. I can't believe he's gone. That's crazy. He was here for a he long time. He is. One year to the day. Special. Special Next to these, next to these boss shed. That was like you know the special. Yeah. The special raptor. You know what I mean? The one that that always got crushed out. We're talking about that special fire tiger boss shed. Yeah. That uh, crushed fish that one day and and hit from every number from like you know mid forties up to fifty two. Uh, mm-hmm. One of these boss sheds is going to be that magic. One, it all is. of them are going to be that all magic. <laughs> they're, all, they're all going to they're, they're they're all going to produce. That's why I'm not selling any of them. They're mine. Yeah. <laughs> they I'll in 50 years, all of them will still be in the package because mm-hmm. I probably don't fish that much to wear the one that I have out of the package. That's mine. No. Um. Gonna be a, uh, like a Beanie Babies thing. Or I'm grabbing two of those Charizard babies, card. and I'm gonna wear them out. Yeah, you'll wear. Two. Yeah, of course you will. But yeah. what's more impressive, I wear one out. <laughs> that yeah, I'd put money on that. I actually got mine right here. I'm gonna bet against. Look at that little guy. Yeah, yeah. So where you can find these Boss Shads, if you're in Canada, North Shore Tackle, in Canada. You can also get them at Thorn Brothers. Everyone knows Thorn Brothers. One of the big two. We've talked about that before, though. 
Uh, Ross's Sports Shop, Chautauqua Real Outdoors, Triple J's in West Virginia. Then the two big online retailers that most people know about. I'd probably call them like the Raleigh and Helen Storm Brothers of websites. Team Rhino Outdoors and Muskie Tackle Online. Uh, Muskie Tackle Online has the 4.5 inch Boss Shad and the Crime Boss. Team Rhino has the what I call the Boss Shad, 4.5 inch. And he has his custom colors, which that's kind of what he's known for, was having exclusive colors. And uh, you can also, the world's, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on limb, Universe's largest mm-hmm. dealer <laughs> of Boss Shads. Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. It's the uh, Universe's largest Boss Shad dealer of them all. All makes models and colors. Ravina, Ohio. The online store is up. I've said it before. They do have a Facebook page. Check them out. And, uh, you know, support support the local guys. It's the it's still the holiday season. So, you know, keep that in mind. And, grab a couple, man. If I'm, I mean, if you got somebody who likes the musky fish, grab a couple. Even if they don't like the musky fish, it's one of those things. Get your grandma <laughs> them. You know, just just look at them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I do that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, you do. It's, yes, you do. It's 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 kind of funny. You know, we were talking about Mitch and you know the mud puppy color. So we got this pile right here of Boss Shads that are all mud puppies. Next to it is I had a pristine Wiley 12-inch killer in Mud Puppy that doesn't look very healthy. It has leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. Then I look over here, and I have some raptors that are painted from Dale Wiley in Mud Puppy. And it's... The boat's just this big, giant plate of mud puppies from all shapes and sizes and we don't discriminate yeah yeah no. don't discriminate. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know with that we'd like to thank wiley big dale he'll be uh he'll be down in columbus with us share i i don't like to say we're sharing a booth together but he has a booth right next to ours because it's a booth that we paid for so and we just all jump in and do it yeah it's like you got a hot tub all your friends jump in no (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't ring true todd has a three-personer and me and andy have never been in it i would probably never go in it unless he said mitch is at the bottom and i'm gonna say hold my phone yeah (laughs) andy you have to shower before you get in yeah hey i'm a pretty clean guy no That's why I sit way far away. There's some stinky dogs. Yeah. 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 So that's why you sit way over there. (laughs) Well, check out our sponsors. Come to the Columbus show. Pick up some Wiley, some of these Boss Shads. Yeah. Now, I'm going to throw something out here. Let's have Big V do the uh, Mm. (laughs) the Muddy Creek sponsorship. That's a low blow. That was a request. The big V. That was, I, I, I didn't want to, I, I tried to do it as smooth as I could, but that was a request from a guest from not long ago asked if I could slip one in. Really? I was requested to do that, and I said, I, I forgot the last three podcasts to do it, and I'm like, this is it. I got to do it quick. That's and horrible. 
I mean, I'm I'm devastated right now. I don't think you should be. I think you should be honored yeah, you because be honored. they said they the love to hear your reaction when it's brought up and you did it. It's a mess. I only did it because I was asked to. I want to, you know, I I want to call the cops. I don't want to do the the uh, I've been violated the, the Muddy Creek sponsorship right now. This is terrible. Todd, you, seriously, I'm I'm in a bad I'm in a bad way over here. I need sixty okay. seconds of clarity. Give us a call. MCFishingGuides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Myself and the big V. Oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we'll do everything we can do to get you on some fish. Uh, we'll be starting up uh, last Saturday in May. And uh, we're already booking them up. Just got the schedules ready. Vance already got days booked. I got days booked. If you want to get into that early season casting that we do. Give us a call, and uh, we'll get you on some fish. Uh, Good deal. You, you okay, put a Vince? stamp on it. That's put a, a stamp on it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that early <laughs> season. I really liked a couple couple shows ago your your time machine. Yeah, I'm... your time machine comment that was priceless because I didn't expect that out of out of what would you want for Christmas? That's impossible yeah. to have and. So. It, 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 you know, Todd's, you know, we're not kidding you when we say that that early season with what me and Todd get into up there is, it's the best time up there uh, to to fish, no, bar none. I mean, you can, you can get, get fish throughout the, the entire season, but like, when I go out and I'm like, man, I, I really miss fishing right now, I think about those days... The clarity, yeah. The, that that those weeds, that that first growth, you know, right after the ice that that I'm that I'm fishing. Um, the consistency that yeah. that gives us. Oh, yeah. It, it's just it's just gorgeous con- conditions. Um, I well, I think almost what it is, and I was talking to Gearman last night about this. <clears throat> you know, he uh, he was bringing up that he wanted to go steelhead fishing. He was watching conditions and whatever. And I pretty much told him, I, and I've said this on the podcast, and I think I got blasted really hard. I would rather fish conditions that I like and not really catch a fish than to fish conditions I hate with catching a fish. And, and it just keeps bringing up why I go back to Conneaut Lake is because if I, I think I had the boat out five or six times, and it's like, yeah, I really enjoy looking in these weeds, and it's pretty, and... And, and that's, to me, is almost like that's what Chautauqua is during that opening, what do you think, three, four weeks? Yeah, yeah. and, and it, yeah. It, I mean, sometimes it it lasts a little bit longer than that, but there's usually it's gonna two, three, or three weeks in there where that water is just ideal fishing conditions for what I'm looking Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have a month to deal with that. Mm-hmm. One good month. I mean, it used to be just a couple weeks. Now we have a whole month because mm-hmm. I'm open that season early. But I mean, all the way through till the end of end of June, no, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's almost like I don't know. Like if someone says, <clears throat> "What's your favorite conditions to fish?" and you know, then then you're thinking like, you know, well, I really like this. I really like this, but. 
I guess to really look in to see what you really like, what are your what do you look forward to the most? Really exposes what 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 you're seeing and, and you know like for me it's i want to see in the water mm. i don't want to yeah. not see yep. in the water and and we we get you know those big stocky weeds that's what i that's what i love to fish in regardless of any water that i'm that i'm on uh you know if i see a big weed patch or a weed line that i can see for a mile i could spend a my entire week there uh and that's what Chautauqua can do uh, for you up there, and I am looking forward to it. One pole in hand, raptor. It's having Adam. It's like late December-ish right now, and you're already like wishing it was June. Yeah. Oh gosh. Those are the good days. <clears throat> well. All right, let's kind of get towards what we, what we're uh, kind of discussing, what we want to talk about. And I, I, I kind of did over the top to kind of prelude all this. Was when I was talking about the mud puppy, how it was born from my hands mm -hmm. through divine intervention. <laughs> that it was. Now we, like I was pointing out here, you know, we got Wiley has, you know, his baits painted in it. We got Boschad painting for us. Wiley's painting Mud Puppy on our baits. And it, it's it's growing, but, you know, it's it's growing just in, like, the family of bait makers that we know. And it just recently, and, and this means something, just recently there was a big discussion on a forum about, like, having copyrighted stuff on baits and, and, and what have you. So this is where it relates is it's so hard to get anything copyrighted, you know, that I, I, I it's been said many times. There are no new baits out there. No. And I guess on one hand, I want to believe that, you know, looking at it on paper, you're like, yeah, there's going to be no new style of baits. There's going to be a little different twists here and there, whatever. But let's just <clears throat> call it for what it is. A crankbait's a crankbait. A jerkbait's a jerkbait. A spinner's a spinner. Mm -hmm. Now, one could argue the subtle differences, but yeah. a spinner has blades, wire, some kind of skirt material, and a hook. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, like, <clears throat> there's no way that I could... Put a patent on Mud Puppy. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of like got to take it like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. And for me, it's really neat to see how far it'll go. Now, granted, it's, it's still kind of grassroots right now. Um, that's just asking friends to, to paint it and whatnot. But like there are like knockoff baits, which there are some more mainstream like big corp, big, I don't want to say corporations. I don't think there is a corporation in the musky world, but bigger businesses that will copy other baits that are successful. Mm -hmm. Like pretty much everything about them, except the material that they're made. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I'm kind of leaning this one towards like Wiley's. Yeah. There's a ton of the, I mean, the Wiley knockoffs. There's a ton of those out there. I mean, down to the eye grooves. 
every yeah. all the way down and you know people don't really like to see it if they're the ones that made those baits originally but on the flip side they're copying them for a reason so i guess you know that that flattery quote whatever it is mm-hmm. um it that doesn't really heal the wounds that that you feel that you've been ripped off but you can also take a step back and just with those wileys that have been knocked off for so many years dale is still as busy as ever yeah it's not like well there goes my Canadian trip next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking the car tomorrow. Yeah, um, I'm going to be sleeping out on the on the ground. <laughs> yeah, at subway station. Yeah. It, so, I, I guess kind of what I'm going for here is there are no like patents that are protecting all these baits, and and really anyone that could want to knock a bait off could very easily do it mm-hmm. and copy it one for one. Now, does that mean it's going to be as good? No. Does that mean it's going to be better? It could be. It might not be. You know, you, you don't know unless you're out there trying to really improve on, you know, making a better mousetrap. Mm-hmm. So this discussion was going about, you know, it started out, oh, they were copying this bait. Well, maybe. Well, what aspect of this bait? Because... It was a crankbait that was in question. You found this on a forum. I found this on a forum. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, why why would this guy get up unless he has a you know a horse in the race saying one thing like, Well, this is this is obviously copying and th- we've done the patent process. Todd and I have. Yeah. Yeah. It is an expensive, long arduous road of disappointment mm-hmm. yeah but it's it's not where they you, give you a very small percentage of success or <laughs> yeah just i I'll, I'll give a i'll give a quick thing with with uh with just with ours is you know we were we we were granted a provisional patent which for people who don't know patent laws and i'm not that good at it i just happen to have gone through it in the last couple years is you apply for it before you can even show your product. Let's just say you have um, ABC fishing gadget. You can't open it up to the public and then get a patent. It's not like I'm looking at yeah. this right now. I'm looking at my Tarova. They can't release, let put it on Facebook that check out our new trolling motor. You can't then go and get a patent for it. It's been shown to the public. You can't do it. Mm. It's it's done. You're goodbye. No, you, you don't even try to no. apply. So you got to have this hidden secret thing. You then got to take it to a patent attorney. They got to do a whole bunch of research and stuff like that. It costs money. You know, attorneys don't work for free. They'll file what they call a provisional patent, which protects you for. I think it was a year, Todd. Am I right? One year. Yes, one year. One year. And I don't know if you can file for an extension or whatever, but more or less what that does is once you get that, you have um, protection that you can now show people. Take it to the public. Take it to shows, whatever. You are protected for a year, meaning that if someone else then tries to copy it, you you, you have some legal leverage on them. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you have a year to decide whether or not you want to pursue the patent. And, uh, you know, at this point, you got thousands of dollars already wrapped up in this. And if you have a good patent attorney that you're talking to, as it approaches a year, you'd say, okay, what aspect of this ABC fishing gadget you want to do? And it's not like you can say, well, I want to, I want to cover everything under the sun that does this. It, no, it's very, you're going to pick out this little thing. You're going to pick out this little thing. And each little thing costs money because mm -hmm. it costs time to write up and, and do this whole big giant report. And they might give you something to the effect of like a good patent attorney's like, where we're standing here, we're going to give you, I don't know, 20% chance of getting a patent. You're going to have about eight to $10,000 in pursuing it. Is this something you want to do? Mm -hmm. Now, most bait makers that I know, even the ones that do it full time would be like, mm, no, mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> Yeah. It's just not in the cards. Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets to. And it's so specific that you got your ABC fishing gadget and you do it. You make this gadget do what it does in, say, 24 parts. If John Doe over here looks at it, says, I can do the exact same thing with the exact same parts, but I'm going to leave one part out. I can do it in 23 parts, but all the other parts are exactly the same. He, the person who has the patent, cannot sue them for it mm -hmm. because they're doing it in fewer parts. And if, if, if the next person comes along... Um, we got Jane Doe, not related to John, um, comes in and does the exact same thing as the ABC fishing gadget, but does it in 25 parts, adding one thing. Everything else is the same. The patent holder can come and nail her to the wall. Really? Yeah. Adding parts does not necessarily make you exempt from legal ramifications. It is... Subtract. It is subtracting parts yeah. doing the same thing. <clears throat> so it, it gets it gets complicated. I'm I'm speaking from some experience. I'm leaving it very vague. Um but so at this point, you know, I'm I think when I hear people say, well, they got a patent on this, and this isn't necessarily the example that I saw online. Oh, we patented this tie point design. Did you now? How did you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. it, it's it's almost it, it throws so many flags for me so quickly that it's like, no, you're saying this in hopes that you're nervous that yeah. people are going to rip it off. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you almost got to say it. You, you can't stop it. Mm -hmm. And I guess the other thing is, is let's just say you have your ABC fishing gadget. Someone else rips it off exactly one to one. You can't go after them unless they're selling it. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go and whatever patents there are on, on the car that you drive, you could go and make that car. Just don't sell it to anybody. Yeah. So it, it, it's so increasingly complex. So that's why you don't see a whole lot of patents 
that are really being held up in the fishing industry mm-hmm. because you know and it's just like anybody else that that might be dodging taxes with their baits their people are doing it on the radar anyway mm-hmm. so it it's just this it, it when you look at it it's kind of this dark sucky thing when you see all these other things backdoor crap people are doing but i guess that kind of fuels the innovation it it, it creates the competition it makes the that's why it, there's so many options yeah I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but i don't know it, it's just i i, I <clears throat> felt that I, I think that we need to do a not that it was some giant huge thing but it did it did take was well, it just somebody on a forum yelling pounding their chest hey we you, you copied this or this and that and whatever and then people were bringing up prior examples of things that may be construed as similar but not and then you know people are taking sides well this and that but have then, you ever seen one of the sides go down i mean the the people that are getting attacked you know that are well hey we've we made that that was our idea um have you ever seen that person's baits stop being made or anything like that i don't think i've I've ever seen a, a halt in production like that. The, the best thing that I could probably relate to, in just my experience, is it, it, it was a meme <clears throat> that had a unicorn there. And it said, this is the only person that had been, their mind has been changed from political arguments on the internet. Uh, and it's a unicorn, and like, and it, this unicorn doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's one of those yeah. things. It, when you're in an online argument, it don't matter what it's about. It could be about your favorite flavor of gummy bears. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change anyone's mind on what what they're thinking. Yeah. And I guess I guess we could swing this back to the winternet. Have you heard that saying? Winternet. Winternet. Oh yeah. The the people that. Um, I I think that it affects people more in the northern part of the country because you're locked up in winter and that's all they do is troll the internet. Yeah. (laughs) So it's called Winternet. I like it. And I actually saw a poll. They said, what are going to be the most arguments about? Mm -hmm. And they had a poll of which, you know, something to the best double 10 reel world record muskies, um, you know, overpriced baits. And they were having a poll that I'm sure most likely will break out into some kind of argument, mm-hmm. saying who, which one's going to be argued yeah. over more. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I guess there ain't no change in it. Mm-hmm. I've been in many little skiffs on, on the forums. I enjoy it once in a while. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I, you, you sit back and look, you're like, wow, I wasted half hour making this giant post putting it up there and the guy who i was arguing with answered none of the questions that that would prove my point and he just got and it. he threw a whole bunch back at me yeah. and i'm like well i'm not going to address them until you address mine so it's this yeah back and forth and nothing gets resolved and uh so anyways i'm, I'm going i'm just rambling on here but Anytime someone says they have a patent on a lure, 
you really got to stop and question and, and say, yeah. like, uh, give me the patent number. I'd like to look it up. Yeah. And that will yeah. pretty much end it really quickly because most people don't have, <clears throat> I'd probably say, around twelve to $15,000 to try to protect something on a bait that really is not, like, mechanical at all. Yeah. So a crank is a crank, a, you know. All, uh, that's what it comes to jerk bait to jerk bait, all that stuff. I mean, how many baits look like a, a reef hog out there? How many do the shad baits look the same? You know, I mean, people just keep going. They they just keep making them because there's really nothing you can. Uh, the, the reef hog example is a perfect thing. I think we could list five or six jerk baits that look like reef hogs. Ladiana. Ladiana, Reef Hog looks like a Reef, reef Hog. hog. Uh, we got Leos, Leos, Sledges. Sledge. Um, uh, there's another one, and, and uh, oh, they just keep coming. They keep coming, but then there's also like the people that will make their one-offs, and and they'll and they'll copy that that design. Is it bad? No, I've had Leos. I've caught fish on Leo that that look like Reef Hogs. Mm-hmm. I don't have any. Ladianos. Yeah. I if I did, I probably wouldn't use them. Mm-hmm. I did. Have I a, don't. Mine are hanging in, in my basement here. But. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a reef hog once. Never caught a fish on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. But. Yeah. So I mean, the baits just keep coming out. I mean, so if somebody is dogging on you about a bait that you're making, just there's really. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Just keep, keep making the bait. You you yeah. can you can you know kick and scream and make a fuss. I mean, you can probably hurt that person's sales and and you know whatever. Uh, does it prove anything? I don't know. I'm not here to tell people not to argue with other people. Mm-mm. It does make for interesting reads during for the, the during the winter net. Winter net. Yeah. Winter net. Yeah. I saw a big thing on the forums there. Oh, I don't know. You, you, I mean, quite a few years ago, about uh, Wiley lures, and they're like, you know, this this bait looks like a Wiley. This bait acts like a Wiley. Whatever. Uh, and then it ended up being that you know people got on there and said, if it looks like a Wiley, it probably was a Wiley originally. Now, didn't didn't you? I think you were telling me that Dale would when when they were have copies of Dale's baits. Yeah, D- g- give that story because I don't want to butcher it. I've talked enough on this podcast. No, <laughs> Dale would always go buy the uh, baits that looked like Wileys and stuff. You know, they were popping up at, at Lake St. Clair on Chautauqua Lake, and he would you know he would buy them. He would take them. You know, bring them in. Usually, we tore them apart just to see what they were made of. But you know, there's a whole bunch of them out there that look like Wileys, act like Wileys, but you know, they're made out of plastic, and there's nothing Dale could do about that. It just was what it, you know. It just was what it was. You could take the the, the Wiley lure and uh, stick, and Dale couldn't do anything about it. 
There's a whole bunch of them out there. And I'll be honest, I I actually, there was a time, I'm not going to give too much detail because I, I think the guy's a really decent guy, uh, but he, he's a bait maker, was, was selling the blanks that look like Wiley King's, the 8-inch, for very yeah. cheap, and you can paint them yourself, and it was a contest. It was plastic. It was plastic. I painted them up. And that one story that I had with, with Nitro, that trolling fish, mm -hmm. was caught on the bait that I painted that was a Wiley knockoff. Mm -hmm. Now, this bait, would it hold the speed of, of a Wiley? I don't, I don't know. I never tried it. Mm -hmm. But in the water that I was in, it was very cold, and it weighed more, and I think it had better action at a slower speed. Like, I was doing like, Three, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what a king looks. It, it, it probably would have, because it wasn't wood. It wasn't wood. Dales lures aren't made to go three. <laughs> and, and that's and that's kind of like, I, I don't. I want to say some of these other baits that are knockoff shortcomings that they might not hold the speed. However, in this situation, it was what I needed because the water yeah. was really cold, mm -hmm. and I was just I had a spread out there. I was hoping to catch a fish, and I. One happened to hit that bait. Yeah. So, just because they look the same don't mean they are the same. Yeah. No. And, yeah, that's that's tough and to try and, uh, you know, with, with so many baits, it's just, uh, <laughs> you could see, find comparisons in all of them. Down to lips, you know. I mean, how many how many different lips are there? I don't know, but the, the the thing that I like to look at is, <clears throat> I'm not like some super seasoned veteran of bait making and stuff, but there's a very common lip design. There was a time I was making Twitch baits mm -hmm. and stuff, so I was looking at like store-bought lips, mm -hmm. even though I could very easily make a punch and die and punch my own out. It just wasn't worth it for the volume that I was doing, but there are just some very common lips. Like the bait that I'm holding right now has this lip design. I'm not gonna mention. I'm not gonna describe it. I use this lip on my Twitch baits. Yeah, I've seen this lip used in many other <clears throat> crank baits. So mm -hmm. it's just a common thing. It's how you're putting it in there. Are you putting the wire tie through it? Are you using a a, a screw eye, a through wire, the angle? What's behind the lip matters. Mm. Like the style of bait. It's but really. You know, I guess we're kind of talking about this not to discourage or encourage anybody. I'm not encouraging people. Yeah. Like, hey, go rip everyone off because they can't do nothing about it. I'm yeah. not saying yeah. that. But at the same time, I, I, I somewhere in this giant mess that I call a pole barn, I have some of the original baits that I made. And when you start making a bait, there is no way that you can make your own bait without having in your head what a bait looks like yeah. because you've had to use baits that look similar. Yeah. It, I, I guess a good way of, of doing it would be um, a prime example with, would be comedians that do not go to other 
comedy shows because they don't want their style to be influenced anyway by the style of another comic. There's no way if you... <clears throat> you cannot take someone who's never gone fishing and say, make a fishing lure. You're like, oh, I don't even know what it's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, you got to go fishing before you say, I want to make my own baits. Yeah. So, you already have the concept. You're, you're already jaded in the fact that I know what this thing needs to look like. Mm-hmm. What was that? But I, but I see that happening. Like in looking at the forums, looking on Facebook, I see people push, you know, putting baits up there that don't that uh, have not spent like time in the water. I, you're, you're choosing yeah. your words very carefully. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm breaking up a little bit here in the phone call. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I see this stuff. Obviously, you know, while it looks great, you know, I want to use that thing. I want to be one. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, we lost Todd there, but I I think what, what he's trying to say is, yeah, they, they look... I'm not trying to take what he what he said here, but I think what he was trying to say was he sees the bait, it looks great. Baits of How? similar appearances yeah. have been proven and it's you know But how how are they gonna how did how does that person that made it know that it's gonna work? Like, is that thing gonna run? I, how do you know unless you went fishing or used a a profile similar to that to get a starting point and say, yeah, this thing's going to run. It's going to hold speed. It's going to do everything that I want. Uh, I, I, I just sometimes get a little bit worried. I would say when I see some baits that are put out that might have a weekend of fishing on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hey, we got Todd back. Nice. Yep. I'm back. Okay, nice. Todd, you want to finish your thing because we were guessing. No, I see that all the time. I mean, I, I, I see somebody put a bait. Oh, wow, this is great. I, I'm going to jump on this. They haven't even prototyped the bait. They haven't even, like, you know, fished, fished it. Uh, you know, sometimes I I saw one the other day on, on the computer there that someone's Showing how their bait worked, they didn't even have hooks on the, on the lure. Well, let me tell you, those hooks will make a big difference in how that lure is going to react. Uh, Absolutely, it's yeah. a big weight. It, I mean, Andy Andy goes through this all the time with the you know the weight the weight of everything. When you clear the bait, it makes a difference. Uh, it's just funny, it, like. like you know, some people might not even think so much of, of that. I think it's it's more getting mainstream. What size hooks do you put on these baits to have this action yes. or what have you? And, and a great example would be it was when we were at the Chicago show. What was that, 2013? Mm-hmm. I think it was 13. 13. Yeah, probably 13. 
14. It was it was it was the winter of 13 14 cuz I had just got the truck. Yeah. So it would have been 20 January 2014. We were there and this was before they changed the like the people who put it on. And they were allowing pool demonstrations. And yeah. They were you know they said, "Oh, for I don't know, the safety of the pool or something, they don't want any hooks on the baits." And I, I heard some people, like, when I went there to, to demo some baits for a guy, they're like, the baits are there, and they're, like, not even sitting right in the water. There's no hooks on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this crankbait don't do nothing. They're like, yeah, we had to take the hooks off. They're like, then why'd you even put it on? Yeah. Yeah. To ju- yeah. Now, <laughs> even with saying that the hooks are needed to make this bait run right, the people that are seeing it says, I don't want that. Yeah. It doesn't help out the bait maker. No. Whoever, and I, I don't even know which one it was. And I pretty much was there, and I was I was demoing the baits to a, a potential, um, you know, retail provider there. And I'm like, these these hooks are staying on. Yeah. I got to show you my product. Yeah. And Yeah. You can't take the hooks off. Yeah, you can't take the hooks off. And the other thing is the leaders. <laughs> what the, the people call leaders these days, no, you, you can't use, you know... One quarter inch cable rope, or the or the uh, that or or you know like the little what are they Berks or Berkleys Berkleys yeah the little the the thin yeah the uh, a wimpy leader is just cringeworthy but these enormous leaders oh yeah they destroy action they weight it yeah. different just they'll the, weight the, it down yeah, and but... these enormous snaps that you know and I I get the question often. What leader do you use with your baits? And I, I'm pretty much, you know, I say it right on the line. I have a 100-pound fluorocarbon leader, and I have a snap that's fits in that realm. I don't have a 100-pound leader with a 400-pound ocean snap on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a snap that is fitted to the, the line test, mm-hmm. and I replace that snap often mm-hmm. when I do go fishing. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's just a, so yeah, that stuff matters. And getting back to, you know, the one with the no hooks, you know, I guess while we're kind of taking a big turn here, but that, that's, that's fine where this discussion goes. It's, I encourage people who want to make baits. It's very, very satisfying to make your own bait, even if it's a copy. If it's a copy, a direct copy of another bait, but you made it, go out and catch a fish on it. It's extremely satisfying. Mm-hmm. You'll do that a little bit. My suggestion is then, well, maybe tinker around with modifying that design and, and have, have a good time doing it. There, there was a meme that I, I sent to my wife a couple weeks ago that says, why buy it at the store for $7 when you can spend 90 at the craft store and build it yourself? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... Really, when it comes down to it, the cost of making, uh, unless you just grab a chunk of wood that you have sitting in the corner and you whittle it out and you, you play with it, you're going to go buy, ooh, I like these eyes. I got to get these eye screws. I'll get these lips. Mm-hmm. I'll get this. Well, I want to do better a better paint job. Next thing you know, you got a grand wrapped up into a couple One baits. Bait. And you could have went out and bought two tranks. Yeah. You could have got a... You know, a seven-inch fish finder yeah. for a couple baits. Yeah, 
and you gotta you, when you're there you this is my advice when you're teetering on wanting to build baits and it's and you're looking at this mountain of things you need to buy you really need to search long and hard if that's the route you want to take because if you decide to go that route don't think that overnight you're going to be able to sell those baits to pay that off because mm -hmm. sure. it just doesn't happen making one or two baits is always fun and easy because you can dedicate all your time there but when you look in the corner and you have like there's 300 bait blanks there how do I know that number one is going to act the same as number 299? Yeah. And you got to have a process. You got to have it controlled. You got to do this. And it, that's where it gets stressful. And uh, Roger Waters from H2O Tackle said this to me. Something. Uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to butcher this. When I did some work for Roger... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna divulge what I did, but I, I helped him out on on this one bait, and I I, I told him, you know, because he he knew that I was dabbling on baits, and he says, "So you make baits too?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "You must not like fishing, <laughs> because that's when it comes down to it is to make it work, to make it viable. The time that you'd spend fishing, you really need to be making the baits mm -hmm. if you want it to to actually work." To it's a pretty powerful statement coming from from somebody that is just starting out making baits. Yeah, like you well, know, that would. I mean, that, that, I mean that that could that could turn you south real quick. You're just like, well, damn. Yeah, I gotta. I really gotta go into hibernation here and 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 figure something out. You know. Yeah, it's gonna cut into winter net time. <laughs> winter net time. Yeah. And then you're gonna be like, man, I'm gonna go. That's why. That's why we all need an Andy. Yes. That's right. I'm the mule. I'm the Andy, mule. Andy does it. <laughs> Hands it to myself in Vance. Mm -hmm. And then we see what happens. It's, it's like in <laughs> hockey, and I don't understand hockey all that much. But I, I get like a point or something for the assist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be up there. You'd be leading the league. <sighs> Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not scoring too many goals. I'm just getting the assists. Team player. That's right. You got to take one for the team. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's kind of like my yeah. little thing that, that you know, I, I thought that anyone out there listening, again, I'm not encouraging ripping people off. I'm not discouraging people from starting to make baits. Just a little bit of an inside. You know, I've been making baits. No, I don't even know now. When did I start doing it? 2011? 2012? Six years, maybe? Give or take? At least, at least five solid years of doing it while filing taxes on it. Mm -hmm. and yeah, like real years. Real years. And that's, that's not a lot compared to like what Dale's doing. Yeah. But I'd like to think that, you know, if, if Dale was here, I could say, Dale, you're not seeing what's happening on the internet with this stuff. You've been doing it a long time. You've seen it, a lot of it, but what's happening that, that, that you don't see, it's, you'd lose your mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm losing my hair over it. Yeah. 
<laughs> you lost it. <laughs> it's been going a long time. It's 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 still there, but there's not much left. So a couple more years of bait making, man. I'm gonna tell you what. As long as I don't have to build another house, yeah, and build a pole barn, I, I might stick around for a few more. Let's take it off. And the kids, they're getting older. That's helping out. But um, I don't know. That that's kind of like my little my little look in there. Question: If you really want, say, give me the patent number that you have. If if you're gonna have an argument over patents, and uh, for the most part, I don't want to say don't waste your breath because I do enjoy reading that stuff. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into the world record thing because I have no idea. But I did see. Did I send you guys that photo? Yeah, I think it was something about a. I don't know which world record muskie it was, but it said so and so's workbench nineteen whatever year, and it had all these giant box end wrenches yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, on saw the pegboard, yeah. and yeah. they were all missing. Yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. Again, I, I don't I don't know anything about the world record. I don't care anything about the world record. No, I just thought that was really funny because he jammed it down the fish's throat. I know. <laughs> Make weight. Uh, but uh, something I've been meaning to do for the last, not, not that I, I haven't talked that much in this podcast. A <laughs> um, couple weeks ago, more than a couple weeks ago, um, anybody that's around this area might know of a store called Animalistics. A guy named Darren Freeborough, he was the owner of that store. Now this store, I have some history with it. They're... Uh, the owner before was Grizzly Gary. The owner before that was Allegheny Field and Stream. And I bought some of my first musky baits at Allegheny Field and Stream. Not the first, but when I got into it. So then I, after that, I think probably when that changed hands, about that time, I was dabbling with baits. And then Grizzly Gary had it for a couple years before he sold it to Darren. And Grizzly Gary was the first retail store to take my baits in that store. So 2012-ish. And uh, Gary had it. He sold it to Darren. Darren kept the baits in there. We did, I did a, Todd did a, a seminar down there with me. And yeah. I did two. I did not do one last year. But anyways, Darren passed away what would be in the first day of deer season through, from what I'm gathering, a horrible, horrible accident. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sad because who knows where that store's going. Darren turned it from essentially a store that had barely adequate things. You know, that like that the bait shop. Mm-hmm. We talked about the bait shop where you walk in, you can hear the bubblers. and Yeah, Darren, looking for the hat. Yeah, Darren. For the hat. That's right. Darren turned it into this like essentially mini Cabela's in in the small town of Warren, and it it bummed me out when I found out that he passed. But uh, you know, there's been a lot of outpouring and stuff like that to support there. I don't know what's going to go on with the store, so that's kind of like my little thing, my tribute to Darren. I think he still has a fair number amount of baits down there. I don't know what the store hours are. The store might dry up. The store might, someone might step in and take over. But it was, 
I don't even know if I should go on the details what I what I know, but it was not a way that people would want to go. Yeah. So it wasn't that old either. Yeah. But uh sad. Kind of makes me sad. So if anybody out there saw some Darren Freeboro hashtags flying around, that it does kind of hit home for me. So I'm gonna end this one on that. You guys got anything you want to add to anything? No. Good luck to everybody out there bait making. <clears throat> yep, make them up. Make them, catch big fish, post them up, be excited, ignore the hate. Yeah. Have fun with it. That's what it's all about, isn't it? How's the time to make them? During the winter, in the winter net. Winter net? No. Also in the winter, you do need to go, if you're around, go to the Ohio Muskie Show. Mm-hmm. Go to Muskie Max. Go to the Southern Muskie Fest. There's musky road rules. Musky road rules. You got, I can't even keep track of the Milwaukee show, the Wisconsin show, the Minnesota show. I think there's some other shows in there that I'm missing. If if you're not big into that stuff, you know, you should at least go. It is fun. Camaraderie is great. And, uh, hey, Todd, hit up the sponsors. I talked enough. <laughs> okay, we got, uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Uh, Todd at mcfishingguides.com. That's where to get a hold of us for our trips. We're going to do some stuff in uh, late April, early May uh, in Pennsylvania. And then come the end of May, Vance and I are ready to take you out to Chautauqua Lake and get you on some fish. We'll be fishing from all the way till mid-November. We have to wrap it up before deer season. Vance mm-hmm. is now a deer hunter. Yeah. Maybe even an We're archery deer hunter here soon. No. It's all of October. Forget about <laughs> it. Hey, we're talking second archery. Forget about yeah. it. Give us a call. The schedule is made. Already booking a bunch of trips. I booked a whole bunch here the last couple of days. Most of just people, just like, you know, repeat people, but, uh, They're going to fill up quick. Mm-hmm. So give us a call. Check Love out it. Wiley Lures. Wiley Lures. Tried and true. Fish catching machines. They are. Many for many years. Mm-hmm. Now what about and the Boss Shad. I was going to say, don't forget Boss Shad. No, you can't forget the Boss Shad. That's the new one that's been filtering into our spread. And, uh, been getting a lot of fish on those baits. Pretty soon, I'm going to be pushing the Bosch ads for Valentine's Day gifts. Just so you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to get yeah. eaten up at the shows. Yeah. Whatever we have left, we'll go at the shows. Stop by the booth, check them out. Say hi. Nothing yep. else. Just tell us that you listen to the podcast. We love hearing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you guys hit St. Croix Rods? I know we did no. a lot on St. Croix. St. Croix Rods, yeah. And they're great, yeah. <laughs> Breaking it twice or then Breaking losing it. Breaking it twice and then losing it. <laughs> check that. Check them out. They're going to listen to this one yeah, and be like, best yeah, we're not going to do this for these guys anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Perfect. And Fat AZ Musky Products. I was going to say. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I got a website. That I took the store down, but people seem to try to figure out how to still do it. So, 
Check. We'll get that up and running. We're, we're going to get that up when when I get to it, but best thing is to email me or message me, Facebook or the email. I generally respond very promptly. So, Anyways, I'm going to say that's a wrap for this one. If you're out there ice fishing, be safe. I've seen some video, photos of trucks already Fun falling stuff, yeah. through the <laughs> ice. Yeah. People driving straight into the ice. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to... How do you drive... Fi- it just is nuts. <laughs> this one makes me laugh. I've watched this about a hundred times, and and it has These nothing are people, to do with people without boats that are so amped to finally get out on the water. That's exactly it. Ice like, fishermen are crazy. We'll just drive, man. We'll we got to get there faster yeah. than the next cold. guy. It was cold last night. Wee-oo. Look at that yeah. guy walking. <laughs> we got a truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this one video and it's it's not any anything fishing related. In fact, it's golf related. Have you guys seen that video of the guy on the ice with the golf club? No. Okay, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. It's like like super duper clear ice that it looks black. Yeah. And this and this guy's out there. He has like some kind of you know an iron of some kind, and he has a golf ball sitting there, and his friend is filming him, and it says "Don't crack under the pressure." And I'm like. This is, this is going to be interesting. Let me watch this. It's a very short video. The guy swings back. As he goes to his forward swing, his feet slip. The golf club hits in front of the golf ball. He then falls on his butt, cracks the ice, and goes into the water. <laughs> the ball never moved. Oh, my God. The ball never moved. I've watched that so many times, and I chuckle every time. Now, granted, that, guy, that guy's life's in danger at this point. Yeah, that's nice. It's very cold water, and he was, I guess, trying to do something, what he would think would be cool, so they were filming it. Yeah. But I laughed yeah. pretty hard. So Be safe. Be safe. Thanks for Be listening. Be safe out there. <laughs>